episode number 208 of the Emotionally Equipped Podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're listening to, I am the author of the books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. These books are based on two self-help tools I created that support you in getting unstuck and getting clear so you can live deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. First of all, I just want to thank all of you who sent responses to my latest episode, and I wrote about it in my newsletter regarding the tragic death of my father-in-law. I was really touched by your responsiveness, and I thank you. Secondly, I received an iTunes review this week from Canada from a woman named Marielle, and I just wanted to do a shout out to her for taking the time and effort to write that review. This is what she wrote. I recently started listening to Shira's podcast, and I can tell you I can't stop listening to it. I set the goal to listen to all 200 episodes because the more I hear, the more I relate to each one of them. And it gives me so many useful tools to overcome daily challenging situations and moments in my life that I've already started implementing. I'm definitely buying the books to completely live my life deliberately. Thank you, Shira, for sharing these tools and this podcast. Marielle, thank you. I am thrilled that you found the podcast and that it's making such a positive impact in your life. And again, I appreciate the time you took to write a review on iTunes because by doing so, it really helps other people find the podcast. So to my listeners who are listening right now, if you are listening to this episode and you haven't yet written a iTunes review for me and you know how to do that, I would be so grateful if you could take a moment and do that today. Okay, so this month we are focusing on the word joy. And I have so much to say about it, and I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to get all of it in to this episode, but that's okay. I'll continue with it next week and as the podcast progresses. What I want to focus on today is this concept that I call quasi-pleasures. The way I see it, there are two ways to experience joy in our lives. Or maybe I should say there's two ways that we have the opportunity to feel and experience joy. One of the ways is what I call quasi-pleasures. Quasi-pleasures is a pleasure that originates from outside of you. It's temporary, and it generally doesn't increase your overall feeling of joy. In fact, after indulging in a quasi-pleasure, you usually feel worse, not necessarily physically, but emotionally, than you did before. In the day and age in which we live, we have a lot of quasi-pleasure opportunities, and I mean a lot. I'll get into that in a moment, but what I want to mention now is that the other way that you can experience joy in your life is what I call pure joy. This kind of joy does not come from outside of you, but rather it's generated from within you. It's more long-lasting, and typically when you experience this kind of joy, you are more aligned with becoming the person or being the person that you want to be in the world. And I'm going to speak more about that in next week's episode. Now, sometimes when we get caught up in our lives, it's hard to forget 
that people actually lived differently than we do today, right? I mean, it's hard to even fathom that like, you know, people lived without cell phones, for example. We just keep going and going and going and trying to keep up with the latest technologies and the latest fashions and the latest recipes and the latest restaurants. But the truth of the matter is, this, of course, isn't always how life looked. When we go back to caveman times, it really can offer us this opportunity to think about what kind of quasi-pleasures they actually had. And the only reason I sometimes use the cavemen as examples or metaphors is because that's where we came from. And just because we have evolved forward doesn't necessarily mean the way we've evolved or how we've evolved is necessarily the best way for us. So the caveman times, what kind of quasi-pleasures did they have? The truth is, I don't think they had a lot of quasi-pleasures as far as I know. Berries, maybe, could have been considered a quasi-pleasure, right? What else did the cavemen have that would have created a sense of joy or pleasure? Sex. That might be it, right? Sex and fruit. Whoopee! Now, let's move forward two million years or so. Life looks a little different, does it not? It's almost the complete opposite. There are so many quasi-pleasures in our lives that in a way, it almost blinds us to recognize how life could be lived without them. Think of the many varieties of ice cream, cereal, chocolates, cheeses, cookies, danishes, breads, and on and on and on. So before I list more examples, because I can list a ton, let me remind you that what I'm referring to is something that's outside of us, and it creates a sense of joy within us, But that thing is temporary, it's short-lived, and it's not necessarily evolving us forward as human beings. So eating Ben and Jerry's or any other food that gives you a dopamine hit, which if we're talking about food is basically anything with sugar or white flour in it, that's what I call a quasi-pleasure. It gives you a high, which your brain absolutely loves. But that high is short-lived. Like I said, I can go on and on and on. Any alcohol is a quasi-pleasure. Drugs, quasi-pleasure. Your neighbor's wife or husband that you fancy is a quasi-pleasure. Overworking, as admirable as that may seem, is a quasi-pleasure. Over-exercising is a quasi-pleasure. Social media, right? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of that, quasi-pleasure. It gives you a high when you're on it, but that high doesn't necessarily last very long. What else is a quasi-pleasure? Gambling, sodas, fruit drinks, shopping, amusement parks, right? Those one-minute roller coaster rides that give you this high and then it doesn't really last very long. Any kind of material possessions, cars, boats, fancy hotels, going on expensive vacations, money, those can all be sources of quasi-pleasures. Fame. And any kind of outside attention you seek from others in order to determine your own worth, that's a quasi-pleasure. Our society is inundated with quasi-pleasures. We're just so used to living in this day and age that we think that living like this is the way that life has always been or the way life has to be lived. I mean, you don't have to go so far back in history 
to see that obviously that's not the case. I mean, I'm thinking when I was in college, which wasn't that long ago, I didn't have a cell phone. I wasn't on the internet. The fun that I had was singing in an acapella group and folk dancing and hanging out with friends. Or when I was a kid, the highlights of my afternoons were hanging out in the backyard with the brand boys, playing baseball. And I was happy, totally, 100% happy. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I certainly didn't know anything about cell phones and social media. True, we did have a TV, and that sure was a quasi-pleasure in my life growing up. And I would absolutely admit that I was addicted to some of those afternoon TV shows, like Oprah and Three's a Company and Wheel of Fortune. But the quasi-pleasures then are nothing compared to what they are now. It's like two different worlds. My children, for example, on many days, do not know what to do with themselves if I say to them that they can't go on the computer after school. It's like I'm telling them that the world just ended. They don't know how to just go outside and play. I mean, they do, but it's not their first choice. The quasi-pleasure is because it gives their brains such a huge dopamine hit, much more than going outside on their bikes. So here's the thing about quasi-pleasures. Besides the fact that they take you away from living consciously, they are inherently addicting. Again, it's that dopamine thing. It really all comes down to the chemicals in your brain. When your brain gets a dopamine hit, it wants more of it. And the more you give it, the more it needs to feel satisfied. So it's always looking for more. And unless you're aware of this and you are trying to do something about it, you're always going to want to seek more, which is a problem because you'll never end up feeling satisfied. The truth of the matter is all of us experience some kind of addiction in our lives, if we're being honest. Maybe some are more visible than others, but all of us have habits of seeking and experiencing some sort of quasi-pleasure, whether that's overeating, over-drinking, smoking, seeking praise from outside of us, overworking, over-social media-ing. We all do this. I haven't met a single person who doesn't. It's just that most people don't admit it. For me, it's overeating. And unless you know me, you probably wouldn't know that because I'm pretty thin. But that's where I tend to go when I'm stressed. And I'm not at all embarrassed to share that. It's just a habit that I developed over the years, probably from childhood. But I'm aware of it. And awareness is the first step in getting unstuck. It's actually half the battle, to be honest. The second half is being emotionally equipped to be able to deal with the difficult emotions that arise in these challenging experiences. And taking relentless action in applying these tools consistently every single day so that you don't slip into unconscious patterns. Now, I want to make it clear that food and all of the other quasi-pleasures that I mentioned, they're not innately bad for you. And I am certainly not encouraging anyone to live a life of an ascetic. I do believe we were actually created to enjoy life. But I also believe we were meant to live in moderation and not in overabundance. The truth is, another quasi-pleasure I just thought about can be the people in your life, right? Think about the pleasure you receive when someone acknowledges you or praises you or recognizes you. Again, I'm not saying that receiving the kudos is a bad thing. 
not at all. But when you become dependent upon it in order to feel happy, that is where there's a problem. And so what do we do with all these quasi-pleasures? Some of us are literally on a high from quasi-pleasures all of the time. We don't even know what it feels like to be living on this earth without indulging in all these pleasures. And it's because of that that I believe a lot of people feel unhappy and depressed and not feeling satisfied in life. And so what can we do about it? I believe the answer to the overabundance that we're experiencing in this day and age all comes down to learning and practicing constraint. But for now, since I have so much more to say and I don't want to pile it in all into one episode, I'd like to stop here and ask you, what quasi-pleasure or pleasures do you have or experience in your life? What is something that comes from outside of you that brings you great joy, but you can recognize that the joy that you experience is temporary and it's not necessarily moving you forward as a human being? And be honest with yourself, even if you're not going to share it with me, at least be honest with yourself because it's the moment you admit this to yourself that you open a door to creating change if you are seeking it. Think about that quasi-pleasure. Do you feel like you need this thing in order to feel happy or joyful? Or are you using it in order to feel happy or joyful in your life? Are you using it to avoid feeling something? Because if you are, that is definitely a sign of a quasi-pleasure. What would happen if that thing was taken away from you? These are just some prompts for you to consider as we move through joy this month. Next week, I'm going to follow up and speak about the other kind of joy that we can experience in our lives and how we can access that. I am posting about this on Instagram this month, and I invite you to continue that conversation with me over there. You can find me at Shira Gura. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Emotionally Equipped Podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation with me, join me over on Instagram at Shira Gura. I look forward to engaging with you over there. See you next week.